0: Save a little more this month. Chime checking accounts have features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe and no monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at Chime.com goals24. Banking services is a debit card provided by Bancorp, Bank NIA, or Stride Bank NIA. Members of FDIC. Spot SpotMe eligibility requirements, and overdraft limits apply.
1: For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need.
2: Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep.
1: morning, good morning, good morning everybody. We had some uh, technical snafus today. I will explain why in a second. Welcome to Pre-Market Prep. I'm Spencer. You can tell by my beautiful mug. There's Dennis. There's Joel. Uh, first, I will turn my camera on for a moment so you can see uh, that I, I'm home right now. The problem is my, my, my little puny home computer can't really handle showing my, the, with the camera on, so I'm home. The reason I'm home and not at the office is because, drumroll please, I have COVID. So I've been diagnosed, confirmed two, two, two times with uh, COVID-19. So for the next 10 days, uh, actually um, eight days, because it's from the start of your symptoms, which is for me or Monday, um, I will be confined to my to my house, my apartment, and I'll be stuck here uh and that's the situation. So we're going to roll with the punches for the next week or so because I'm going to be here. here. Right now I'm working off of a laptop with two screens. And um we're going to we're going to do our best. Joel and Dennis and Mitch we're all going to power through. I am feeling okay. I you know, you've probably heard me the what are, <laughs> what are your symptoms?
3: What are your symptoms?
1: Well, I've got this uh, little nagging cough, which you'll probably hear, which I've uh, I've had since I've had this since Monday. Um, I'm congested, which um, you can maybe also hear. Though I I do feel noticeably better today than I was yesterday. Yesterday did not feel great. Um, in hindsight, shouldn't have gone to the office, and that's something that I will have to live with. Uh, but. I have never I have not had a fever. I have not had any breathing problems, um, and I and I have asthma, which is so that's concerning. Uh, but no, just the just the cough and the congestion, some sinus pressure, and a little bit of neck pain. Which when I was at the urgent care yesterday, the second one because I went to two, uh, the second one she said, yeah, neck pain is is, is a common thing with uh, the Delta variant apparently. Um, so. Here, here's what she said yesterday uh, when when we got there. So I here's what happened. I went and I got a COVID test yesterday at like noon, and it came back positive at like three o'clock or three thirty. And I was like, ah, I'll get another one just to be safe. So I want to yeah. get a, a second one. And when I went to the second place, uh, we told them, you know, it, it was me and Arielle, my fiance, and uh, we were both there to get tested. And I got the Johnson Johnson, she got the Moderna, and the doctor said, oh. Moderna, that's great. I've only seen one breakthrough case with a Moderna vaccine. Well, what do you know? Now she's seen two. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. So, and then she said, she, she, said uh, she asked what I got, Pfizer or Moderna? And I went, neither. I got Johnson Johnson. And she went, ooh, that's interesting. <laughs> and I went, wait, why is that interesting? <laughs> And so, but basically, she just hasn't seen a lot of Johnson Johnson vaccines. Um, but she was like, "Yeah, you probably have COVID right off the bat." Uh, but anyway, so she'd only seen one one Moderna breakthrough case, uh, and before yesterday, and now she's seen two. So mm. that that's the story. Morning Glory. And uh,
3: how's how's Ariel?
1: She's fine. She has her only symptom is starting this morning. She's a little bit congested, but she had nothing yesterday. Nothing day, the day before. Uh, we don't know where we got it, anything like that. But uh, we will be staying home for the next ten days. And um, I can't really see the chat right now because I don't have the screen space. So thank they you. They want you to feel
3: better. I'll okay, thank right you to now.
1: everyone. I, I assume that you're all saying nice things. Yes, um, they are. And again, I, tu- I turned my camera on just to show you that I am alive and and well. But my computer literally can't handle the camera right now. Um, so but that's the story.
4: Did you? Did you? Uh, have you guys been eating out in restaurants at all?
1: Uh, we do do that. We do do that. Yes. Okay. No, I mean, yeah. So it's possible I got it from there. We saw some of her family over the weekend. It could yeah. have been them. Could have been the office for all I know. I, I,
3: I don't know. I don't know. Can I
4: ask uh, you one question?
3: You can. Did
4: I mean, you open have to book. get COVID on my birthday?
3: <laughs> well, Ruined your birthday. Angel. Technically,
4: technically, I did. Call me get during it, my birthday dinner.
3: <laughs>
1: I apologize.
3: I <laughs> oh, apologize. <laughs> <man.
1: laughs> um, I didn't technically didn't get it on your birthday. I just got it diagnosed okay, on, on your birthday. But um, yep. Oh, that's the situation. So, so if you were you know uh, planning on going to New York next week to see me, I may or may not be there. My quarantine oh, yeah. does my quarantine does end um, Wednesday night slash Thursday morning. Um, so hmm. TBD on whether I'll be there. But um, that's. Next week, but again, again, I, I, I wish I could see that. You know what? I, I can bring up. I chat got,
5: now. I got one question coming from the chat. Yeah, Regenron. What's up, Spencer? Oh, so
1: I, 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 am going to get at at Lisa's uh, behest. I am going to get uh, the monoclonal uh, antibody uh, treatment today because I qualify for that. What about Arielle? Because, because she you call- have asthma. Because I have asthma. She does not. She has no preexisting condition, so I don't know if she can qualify
4: um but you're well, going to get it you 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 already called
1: i know i i, I didn't call i have to call them after we have to here. call them. hold on my my computer may may be uh doing some weird things right now but i'm um, trying to i'm trying to pull up the chat with li- very limited screen space so anyway that's the story that's why the show got off to a slow start that's why I, my camera's not on um uh there's my computer being weird again
4: okay so,
3: well, we're glad you're feeling good, Spencer. Yeah. You sound yeah. good. Um, obviously, curveball. it seems like the vaccines are somewhat working for you guys because you guys, neither of you, are very sick so far. So, we'll oh, de- definitely.
1: I mean that that was a concern of mine the entire time. Is I have you yeah. know a pre-existing lung condition,
3: yeah.
1: uh, and this is a lung disease, but I have no breathing problems. I have no wheezing, none of that. So, I'm feeling like pretty encouraged. Um, so, yeah, that's basically the story um that being said let's uh yeah David don't worry okay I, I can see the chat now David I'm gonna get some equipment today I hope from the office so okay. I will ha- I will be better equipped
4: Hey Spencer if you uh if you need anything you know let me know I can go get well, it and leave it you. on, your, on your doorstep I thought you were going to say call Dennis. No, no, huh. I, I was going to say call Lisa, but she's <laughs> got a busy day. Thanks. Appreciate it. Appreciate, I appreciate will, it. I will. So let me know. Let me know if you guys right. need anything. Pre- appreciate okay? it.
1: Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Thank you everyone in the chat. Let's get let's get to the markets here, Joel.
4: Let, let's no. Yeah. Um, hmm. Boy oh boy oh boy. Uh, down forty two and a quarter handles forty two ninety one seventy five. I'll save the market talk for when Triple D comes on here in a minute.
3: Oh, I'm on Look. right now.
4: Wow. <laughs> Crude down 65 cents, 78.28. Uh gold down 220, 1758.50. Silver in the red by 20 cents at 22.41. Bitcoin 52 handle, 52K, uh 52, 110, up 480. Ethereum going the other way, down 3%. Uh, hmm. I would keep an eye on that, Bitcoin Bulls, uh, because that's been the leader. That's down 110 bucks or 34.14. I'm gonna bring up the SP chart here. And um, we had a couple inside days and we have a trading range and Mitch and I were on at three 340 yesterday. And I was just talking about, wow, all these highs in the same area and all these lows in the same area. And uh, it looked like we were just, you know, it looked okay. And then late in the day, man, someone came in with their selling shoes on and they haven't let up. So Dennis were I guess random, you know, down up forty handles, you sell it. Down forty handles, you buy it. I just don't know how long. I think this time, I don't think we're going to get the, is back up to that 42, uh, forty-three sixty area. I think it's a. This is a really interesting day because the market's been knocked down and it's come back. And this is this is going to be really like the. This is the fourth try. So support is support until it's broken and. We've been in a trading range, but man, oh man, what a, what a choppy start to the quarter!
3: I mean, you look at that chart though, and it's very clear that range is very clear, and you have it is not paid to chase any move. We're going to say it again. This we've been saying this for a month, even months. We've been saying this for two, three months. It's I been the fade know. trade market, the contrarian market. The selling of the rips, the buying of the dips. If you're buying the rips and selling the dips, you are losing money to the people who are doing it the right way. So, I mean, this last four or five days is just a perfect example of what this market has been for a long time. That, you know, the market with no memory, we go up 50, down 50. So if we look at the last four days, down 60 handles, up 60 handles, down 60 handles, up 50, 60 handles. Today, down 50 handles. I mean, the the trend is your friend. And the trend right now, Is no trend. The trend is just fade everything. So, I mean, am I coming in and buying some stocks today? Probably. Am I putting anything in my long term portfolio? No, because I'm nervous about this market overall, too, Joel. But as a trader, I'm still buying dips, selling rips until further notice.
4: Yeah. And we're actually, we didn't even get to those lows. One thing that, uh, you know, like, you know, we have just a, a great, great guest on, and it's always great having Ryan on because that, that, that man does his homework. And he showed us that one chart, you know, where after every 5% correction, where the market has been in six months, right? And um, it's pretty bullish. I mean, that, what what he showed us in that chart. And then I asked him, I'm like, well, are any of those times, is the market coming off a double, in in 18 months and he said no and i that to me i mean just i'm looking at this monthly chart and it just looks like we got a couple more red candles coming i mean we just you know if we hold flat it's fine but one red candle usually begets another red candle we haven't had that in so long so I'm a, you know, I was on the edge on Monday. We went down Tuesday. We battled back now boom knock us down again i mean i don't know how many times we can hit this floor and bounce but as we speak we're 17 handles off the low so let's you know go with what has been happening instead of constantly you know trying to predict it right now yeah well that's it go with
3: the information you have and this information is that we're just chopping around but i will tell you there's not a lot of places to hide here this morning so looking to my trusty s&p filter here I see Biogen trading higher. I see Zynga. I don't know if it's in the S and P, but I have some of my select stocks in there. So I shouldn't say S and P filter. I have a thousand stocks in this filter. It's all small mid caps and mega caps, and there's literally three stocks trading higher. And I can give you the two of right now. They are Biogen, Teva, and Zynga, out of one thousand stocks. One thousand. There's three that are trading higher. So, um, obviously, you go, there's more stocks than that. These are just, you know, the, the mega caps that I'm looking at. And I shouldn't say these are bid higher because my, stock, my filter is looking at bids. So, there may be a tr- an outside trade where something traded higher. Like, for instance, a WY ticked higher. It's not bid higher, though. So, it's probably just somebody like, oops, I just bought that thing flat and probably going to lose money. So, I don't know. No place to hide here today. You know, we've been talking about gold as a hedge, you know, and how it has not been working. Again, it doesn't work you know you get the market significant sell-off this happens three years ago Gold dripping higher not in this market gold just kind of goes with the flow too and just cannot seem to catch a rally and like we've been saying if it doesn't want to go up in this inflationary environment when is it going to go up so it doesn't play defense it doesn't you know go up in inflation i don't know why to own it then unless some it's going to be a johnny come lately catch-up trade here where all money managers are looking for a home but it's been difficult uh to be long and bullish gold too, because it's just going down with the overall market as well. I don't know what to say. I a part of me wants to go buy stocks, like in the long-term portfolio, because there is some stocks that we do like. There is some stocks that are getting fairly cheap. But it seems like every time I stick something in the long-term portfolio three days later, I'm not happy that I did that. Exact opposite of 2020. You stick something in your long-term portfolio three days later, you're happy that you did that. So... It's tricky. I mean, what are you looking at, Joel? Are you looking at buying anything, or you're just no. playing off here right
4: now? No, right. no, I. I mean, buy. in
3: weakness, we're supposed to be looking for buying opportunities. If we what... do believe that Spencer could be correct with his analysis that we make new highs, we're going to want to add a few stocks. I really, I, I kind of want to buy Baba again. I want to try. I have Bob in the long-term portfolio. I kind of want to buy it for a swing trade, for the simple reason is that it wanted to go up yesterday. And now the market knocks it back down. You have the level to lean on, 138.43. But then I think, okay, well, overnight risk is significant always in China. You know, we all of a sudden we don't know where Jack Ma is or some bad headline comes and it falls 10 bucks in your face. But, I mean, it kind of wanted to go up yesterday. It was its first healthy candle, closed fairly strong. And then the market knocks it back down. Same thing with Nike. Nike, like you were saying, Joel, got a rating yesterday, a buy rating. It was trading higher, looking good. And our market knocks it back down. So those were two stocks that kind of wanted to go higher that are getting knocked back down by the overall market. And that's what I'm looking, you know, at trading opportunities. I look for what was strong yesterday. And if I'm buying the dip, I want I, to, the, the strength usually goes back into those stocks. Another one is General Motors. Very strong yesterday. Strong after hours yesterday um they do have their investors day coming up i think it's i think it's this week if it's not do you know spencer in the background it's, Do you know when it's the GM...
1: well it's a multi-day event i think tomorrow's the big day
3: tomorrow so Should we have an event or a run wanna... into an event For but again if the Back market check. just you know continues to puke today. here this morning obviously none right, of that's uh, going to work so a lot of times what i do and i'll talk about this on october 16th is if i think there's an event where a stock you know, might run up into it, what I do is I buy the stock and short you know, the equivalent of beta hedge spy against it because then you know, I'm protecting myself in the event that the market continues to sell off to a certain extent. So that's how I trade market neutral. So trying to extract the clean alpha from the event run up. And if you did that overnight on General Motors, you were actually making money because GM's only down 0.24% and the spy is down 1.1%. They were also talking it up on fast money last night, which helped. So there is some stocks that I'm interested in, um, but again, you know, you're in a market environment that there's a hell of a lot of uncertainty and a lot of risk. So keep that in mind.
4: They're blaming. They're, they're, I mean, it's still the inflation story again. And uh, What else is know. there to
3: blame? And they're right. I mean, it is. everything infla- Everything's the inflation problem, really, to a certain extent. I mean, yeah, we have a COVID. We have a pandemic. We have a lot of other issues happening, but there's a serious inflation problem and it is getting talked about on CNBC 25 times a day. So there is no doubt that everybody, you know, has been notified that hey, we've got some inflation going on and you're seeing it, you know, hostess going up on their bags of chips. I mean, there is inflation everywhere. The natural inflation defense is commodities. So commodities have performed fairly well besides gold, but you've seen oil strong. You've seen, you know, and I was buying some steel stocks. That's something else I would be buying on the pullback today. I mean, Cleveland Cliffs is catching an upgrade from Goldman Sachs this morning. I own Cleveland Cliffs. It's in the long-term portfolio. I put it back in there at 19 and a half. Lots of lows down there. You get in the low 20s. I don't mind it here. If we're going into this big bear sell-off, everything's going to get hit. I'm not a full believer. I don't have that information yet. So I still want to own some stock. So yes, I'm still looking at commodities, buying those stocks on pullbacks. Not oil because I hate oil.
4: Um, I mean, also just, I mean, it's, it's look where we're at in, in relay. I'm going to go to the cash index here. I mean, for the most part, I mean, we're, we're at all time highs. I mean, what, we're, you know, now what 250 handles off it, but still, I mean, if you've been investing, forget about this run up here, but for all these years, I mean, you know, yeah, and you can't, I know, you can't take profits, long-term portfolio. Where else are you taxes? going, though, Joel?
3: Tell me where. I turn around and I sell all my stocks. What am I investing in? The real estate market, which I do invest Inflated. in real estate, is a bigger bubble than the stock market in most places. It's not cheap. You know, the houses around me, are went in Ontario, so where I live, housing prices apparently went up 32% year over year. In one an year? They went up 32%? I don't, I don't, You're going to buy now? So I, I don't where know. am I going? If I go to cash, I lose to inflation. If I go into bonds, I'm picking up like okay, I'm going to some preferred stocks and get six percent, you know, in a couple of preferred stocks, which I do own. But then but, again, you know, an end bridge which was featured last night on Mad Money, I own that too. You get a six percent dividend. It's pretty nice utility stock. I don't mind that. But at the same time, you're not doing very much better than inflation right now because we're running five six percent. So, you know, yes, they can say we're running 2%, but that's BS. We're actually probably running significantly hotter than that. So, I mean, the only place where, you know, you think you're going to be probably keeping up at least is to own physical assets. You know, that's why I was saying commodities maybe. But it, it's very difficult to come in here and just sell all your
4: stocks and move to cash in an inflationary Boy, environment. Bitcoin just jumped again here. We're up a G now. Do we got? Well, some- well there you go. That's an inflation trade too, though. So
3: Bitcoin is an inflation hedge, you know, we don't know if Bitcoin, you know, fundamentals, values, you know, an, an intrinsic value, there really isn't much there. It's, it's got value because everybody else deems it has value. But I own a little bit of Bitcoin. I own a little bit more Ethereum because of the utility. But those are inflation hedges as well. At least people are playing them as inflation hedges. Are they going to work in the long run? It depends, you know, if this Bitcoin thing continues to catch on. But, you know, I went into, into uh, the local Canadian tire. People can make fun of me there. Uh, I was getting uh, my brakes uh, uh, changed. And in the background, there's two people, you know, at the Canadian Tire Workers, and they were talking about Bitcoin. I mean, the one guy's like saying, oh, yeah, I have bought some Bitcoin. I mean, so th- th- you can interpret that in two ways. Is, you know, Main Street, you know, the late to the party, and they're just buying Bitcoin now, and this is the top? Or is it starting to catch on that other people are coming in And Bitcoin's starting to go mainstream where everybody's starting to hear about Bitcoin and is interested, you know, and maybe if they're interested, they're going to start buying as well. So it used to be just pockets of, you know, the people you you would go out if you went two years ago and went on the street and asked a random person about Bitcoin, they wouldn't know anything about it. if they've even heard of it. That's not the case anymore. So Bitcoin has been heard of by most people. I think if you go to a random person in the street, I think 90% of people are going to at least heard of
4: Bitcoin. I think more than 90%.
3: I, I bet. And I'm, I'm being conservative yeah. when I say 90%. So, you know, th- there's a number of ways to interpret that. But we talked about Bitcoin two and a half years ago on this show. And we kind of, you know, and we had James Angel on the show and we thought it might just fizzle out eventually, which it kind of did. But you know what? It came back. It didn't go away. It didn't go away. It didn't go away. And it's been too long now. From in my opinion, to just think it's going to fizzle out. So, does it end in a fiery crash? It might, but that's why I'm just putting speculative capital in it. But you know what? If people believe in this, and you know, we're getting other countries adopting it now. I mean, there's a there's a bull case there, and you know, I'm somewhat of a believer. I hated Bitcoin forever. We know on this show, I turned around and got bullish at ten thousand, and that's when I turned around. I didn't buy it then. I should have bought it then. I ended up buying it at seventeen. So I don't know. I'm sticking with it. It is an inflation that helps that too. So commodities, crypto helps to a certain extent, but they are risk assets and all these things are risk assets. And if you're thinking an impending crash is coming, you don't want to own anything except cash. I don't know if the crash is coming, which is why I stay invested.
4: I don't think there's a crash coming. I just think there'd be you know, there doesn't always have to be crashes there. You know, there just could be, you know, orderly sell-offs and, I think that's more likely for the, at least for the remainder of the year. I think also looming, you know, you say, don't fight the Fed, don't fight the Fed. Well, you know, the Fed rates may be going up. So if you're going to go with that, then, you know, maybe it's time. But I, like you said, Dennis, you know, where do you go? Where do you hide?
3: Really, there's no Uh, way you've got to go into risk assets because if you're going into commodities, you're going into crypto, those are risk assets. You're not going to make any money going into, you know, and and if you think bonds are safe, if you think the TLT is safe, I'm going to say it here again. I believe, and I said this on the show at 151, I believe the TLT is going to eventually be under that low of the year 133. I would not be surprised if the TLT is loses, you know, 20, 25% from here. I think, it, and, and if you're looking at that, then you want to be, if you think the TLT is going to weaken that much, you want to be long banks. You know, banks are not expensive. They've run, they've been hiding. I mean, if we look at anything that is performing in this market, it yep, has been the banks. It. It JP has. Morgan made new all-time highs two days ago. The banks have been performing. So if you go back to your basic economics courses here, it is working. Um, You know, we're... Interest rates impact, you know, the higher banks want higher rates. There's no doubt that they want higher rates. And you know what? I think they're going to get them because, you know, the market, the Fed can control low and the Fed isn't coming and raising rates. We're not saying rates are going to four or five, six, seven no, percent. But can't. they're going to start ticking higher and they are ticking higher and you're seeing it in the bonds. So I don't want to own any bonds. Uh, I don't want any treasuries at one and a half percent. I mean, I'm losing guaranteed to inflation. I think I'm going to lose on my capital as well because I think those bond prices are going lower. Hey, uh, here's some perspective for you.
1: Uh, On this day, I think it was in 1978, Paul Volcker raised interest rates to 12%.
3: So there. Uh, Also, What uh, what year was that? To 12%? No, up up 12% from where they were, I think.
1: No, up to 12% i do yeah, yeah 1978 oh in 78 yeah yeah and then
3: they
1: uh, went to 20. yeah uh and then the ne- next thing i want to say is i'm with paul ader in the chat I, I'm, I'm not convinced bitcoin is a great hedge but anyway
3: let's move we, on. we are not and we are not calling bitcoin a hedge we yeah. are saying it helps with inflation it is a risk asset so don't think because the market crashes the stock market crashes that you're safe in bitcoin If the stock market crashes bitcoin will crash too there this this you know correlation we have we've told you on the show for the last couple of years bitcoin is correlated with this overall market at least in the last year you're seeing when the market's up big usually bitcoin's up big yes you get days like today where bitcoin's up and the market's down but overall if you put those two charts on top of each other you can see there's a clear correlation at least right now because bitcoin and crypto is risk assets and they're all being grouped you know money's moving in money's moving out but i mean on a day like this you know, it's interesting that crypto's higher because, like I said, I was struggling to find a stock that is higher. So crypto higher today. Is that good news for the market, Joel? Does that mean this market bounces back once again? I mean, we have come significantly off the lows. Yeah, we're already, 25 handles we off the lows. The so yeah. We're yep. up 20 handles since I woke up this morning. Again, the buy the dipper say, well, I see the pattern that's here. We go up 60, down 60, up 60, down 60, up 60, down 60. I'm fine when we're down 60. You know what? If you're fine when we're down 60, you're only down 30. You just made 25 points. So it's been Uh, working.
4: Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, there's the cash, which is, is it really, you know, maybe we'll get this. I mean, let's see. We've had, uh, we're working on her fourth inside day in a row. Wow. I mean, that, I'm using the Globex ranges, folks. So when I use the Globex range, that's what you got. So maybe we'll just calm down. Maybe we'll just be the battle of 4,300 here. And, uh, you know, I'd rather I, – I want the ranges to calm down. That was one thing I said on Monday. The one thing that concerned me was the big ranges. And that's what we had in March and April. We had 200, 250-point ranges, and then – you know, it calmed down, it calmed down, it came in and then, you know, just a, you a know, couple months ago when we were going, you know, it was like these stair step, the ranges probably got down to 30, 35 and now they're back over 70. So let's, let's just calm down and let's have the market calm down, hold these Uh, I mean, they're, it's a quad low right now to me. I don't care if you want, you know. You know if they're not the exact number, I think in this one in this kind of market, you know, 10 handles is kind of like a just a blink. So let's hold. I'd feel a heck of a lot better if we could break out of that top of that blue line that I had there. And if we if we take out the bottom, I think we have a quit date with uh the quarterly low, and that's 4214. So there's a setup. Let's just have the market calm down. But there, uh, there is one stock that's up today, and every time they get a contract, Palantir trading up sharply higher. Spencer, why don't you give us the? What was it? Way either? off yeah. where
3: it was last night. Way is off it? where it was last. Yes. Night. Really? yes,
1: it is. Yes, it is. So it, this is it. Honestly, it's more of the same. It's it, it's always with them a new contract, and wow. that's what happened yesterday. They announced an 823 million dollar oh. contract with um. Uh, for intelligence data uh, with, with with the with the U.S. military, uh, and it's always a contract headline with them. I feel like.
3: Yeah, it is, and yeah. you know what? The the story continues here as traders. We just have to recognize patterns. The pattern has been to sell the rips every time there's a 20, 15 percent rip in pound here. It's wow. been a selling opportunity. And we were ripping up, and we and obviously you can blame the market to a certain extent here, but we were 26 and a half last night. Ugh. We have already given back half of the gain. Now, are we going back flat? I highly doubt it. Is this a stock I would buy on the pullback for the day trade? At 24, you probably get the old resistance becomes new support from mm-hmm. the last two days trick. So, you know, as a day trade, maybe. Um, but it's tough when you're buying stocks last night, like people coming in, i got to hold Palantir. It's up 15%. It's going up 30%. No. It's not. This is not the way this market is working. This market is working. When it goes up 15%, it eventually comes back down. We've been talking about this trend. So if you're buying it last night, up 15%, you're definitely not listening to pre-market prep because we're not buying the rips, we're selling the rips. Now, is this a rip here this morning when it's up 7? No, it's already given half of it back, so it's not ripped as much now. So, you know, maybe you get down, like I said, to lower 24s. Maybe there mm-hmm. actually is a buying opportunity. As it go back, you know, if we get a rebound in the market, get back up to 26 a day, it could. But again, just follow the patterns. And if you're chasing stock price here, you
4: are doing it backwards. It's been working that way for months. Wow. Two bucks off the high. I mean, someone just caught the news and they just started bidding it, bidding it, bidding it. They took it to the uh, end of, this is where the uh, yeah, after hours session right up at the top. And then someone just came in at 4am and said, well, Hey, you know, looked at it on a market perspective. And if you took this thing home and it closed on the low of the session, you get a look at 26 and they just started whacking it. So the top of yesterday's range, I don't think, I don't know if we're going to get that low today that that comes in just under 24. I don't, here you have some risk, but you never know. You could just get a quick seller off the open and, and push it down. But that 24, 23.88 was uh, high of the yesterday, and then twenty four the other day. So old resistance, new support. If it gets down there,
1: let's go to the. Can one we do CEI? Sport. Oh, I I didn't know if you wanted to talk about this or not. I guess well, it's it's a good story. Okay. I mean, it's a great lesson. It's a great lesson.
3: It's a great lesson.
1: Yeah, so CEI, uh, uh, basically, yesterday, there was a short report out. Was it was it Spruce, was it Spruce Point? I, I don't remember exactly who the short I think it was Spruce Point. Uh, regardless, if you've been following the stock, you've been following it on social media, it's been a darling of, uh, <coughs> excuse me, Zach, Zach Morris, who's been pumping this one for a while. Um, and it's a great lesson in, in knowing why you own something, right? And if the only reason you own something is because somebody else said so, then that's not a great reason. And also know when to take profits because this I, thing went to five dollars.
3: I mean we see these stocks get hot oh, on gosh. social media, Discord, Reddit, Twitter, and you know, and we see it come into our chat and people can't stop talking about like I you know, when you go ticker time, the hot stock of the day is literally the one that everybody wants to talk about the most. But these smaller companies that are getting pumped or getting talked about a lot on Twitter, you know, and a lot on Reddit or Discord or whatever the social media platform is, a lot of times are just, you know, getting talked up. And obviously they pulled the rug out from under this thing. Yesterday Spruce Point did and it got hammered you had all the short-term traders that were you know flying in this so you know you can trade anything and you can come this stuff some of these are good little momentum trades you get on them early you know they can continue to go but you know you just got to be careful and spencer's making a great point you know just blindly buying somebody because somebody on social media told you to do it is you know you got to do your own homework you got to do your own deal due diligence I mean, a lot of these stocks, and we've looked at these Reddit stocks before, and we've looked at a lot of these ones from Discord before, where it seems like they get the big pop, they go up, you know, like AHT was another one too. This thing, and obviously did the reverse split, but this thing, you know, went from, you know, and I think it did the one for 10 reverse split, so it's hard to tell in the charts, but it was like 18 all the way up to 70. It's $14. It seems like eventually they go back to where they came from. So you've just got to be careful, blindly chasing these things. You don't want to get whole. I mean, B-I-B-I-G was another one that everybody was talking about. $2 to $12, great move. I mean, there was some big money made in there. But you know what? At the end of the day, there's some big money being lost now. And it seems like when the dust settles on a lot of these stocks, that a lot of these companies, especially the ones that they're, oh, it's a high short interest, you got to buy it. The reason a lot of these smaller companies have high short interest is because they're not very good companies that they're not doing stuff exactly, you know? And there a lot of these are actually companies that are on the verge of failing. So when you're jumping in because something just has a high short interest and you think it's the next AMC or GME, a lot of times they don't work out that way. I mean, Bed Bath & Beyond, same thing. Everybody jumping back in, high short interest stock, you know, and they were moving and there was trades in there. Ooh, look but, at that thing! Oh, You know, 30 to 53, it's back down to $14.68 here now. So all I'm saying is don't get caught holding the bag. You want to play the momentum, the momentum. But when the trend breaks, when you start to see the stocks start to leak and make new lows, it is absolutely time to go. We've talked about that Wish stock. It goes down every day almost. New all-time low again for Wish this morning. So these are stocks everybody was saying, oh, it's going to $69. I see it in my Twitter stream. I don't even follow any of these, but it's just in there because there's so many people talking about it. Eventually, the talk cools, and a lot of these stocks – or, you know, just, you know, they're, they're 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 being talked up. And eventually when the talking slows down a little bit, the buzz starts to fade. There's not any new buyers to come in. And then the stock prices start to go down.
4: And this one, uh, you know, I, I had not been looking at it. But, you know, you had the run up. You had just a great one, two, three, four, five day run. Kind of closed, you know, on the big day. I also look at that. Like it got the 485. But where did it close that day? It closed at three forty-two, so that was a buck fifty off the high. Then you had an inside day in a red candle. I mean, you know, the green candles are fine, but that, that should be the the first warning sign, and then we can see what happened after that. Of course, the short report got it, but uh, that's enough. That's enough on C I mean, I mean, Spruce Point,
3: you can hate them for this, and is it? You know, the question is, is it manipulative? To come out with the short report when you're short and, you know, you're coming out with these short reports. I mean, all of this is just gray, in my opinion, and some it's of it is so like not even gray. You know, like, I don't like the fact, and I think that the SEC does need to crack down on some of this stuff, that somebody can load up a position, either long or short. And then completely talk their book again and again and again in social media and then dump into it. Or in case, you know, if it's Bruce Point, I don't know if Bruce Point was covering yesterday. I'm not sure, you know, what the situation is, but they're definitely influential. And, you know, they come out with a short report and they are short the stock. They say they're short the stock and the stock falls 50, 60 percent. Are they covering into their own report? I mean, they're the catalyst and then they're using that catalyst to get out. Is that the definition of manipulation? um i think i think some people would say it is i'm going to not i'm not a regulator it's not my place but i think regulators are going to look at this type of stuff i think they're going to look at social media platforms and these social media influencers and i think if they are looking at social media influencers they need to look at stuff like spruce point as well and make sure that hey this is legitimate research and i'm spruce point I'm not saying anything, I'm just using them as an example here. But I think, you know, like if you're coming out and you're covering into your own catalyst, I would have a problem with that if I was a regulator. I think the regulators should have a problem with that. If they're putting on a short and they're holding in, I think Citron usually would hell hold their shorts for a long time. If they're coming out and they're voicing their opinion in freedom of speech and they're holding it for months and they think it's a zero, that's a completely different story. But if you're coming out with an opinion, and you're put out this short report and then you cover it that day into that catalyst that's where i would have a problem so i don't know if spruce point covered yesterday hopefully they didn't but i would have a problem if that's what they were doing
2: yeah
1: it, it's a good lesson it's a great lesson right in in owning the these lo- stocks the lesson
3: is a lot of this stuff like you can't just buy a stock and throw it in your long-term portfolio because it has high short interest because you know what? When you go back and you look at all these high short interest stocks, and we could do well, that as an exercise, That's a not lot of these stocks hard. have come down a long ways. A lot of these shorts ended up being right.
1: Yeah, that's not really what, they, this wasn't a short interest thing, but it, but it was a social media thing, and and, and
3: yeah. What what did they say? Did you actually, I didn't even look go through the Spruce Point report. Did they, did they talk about how it's been talked about on social media? Spruce Point, even for them, seemed
1: especially giddy about this one they yeah. called it their best opportunities in, in since uh since 2014.
3: what was their price target uh
1: probably zero yeah I
3: mean, yeah <laughs> so yeah and, and you know what if they're gonna try to hold to zero you know and they're doing that you know that's them i don't like i said i don't think like what's your opinion i think if you want to come out and give your opinion you want to be short the stock i think there should be some rules that you can't cover that day or the next day i think you should have like a almost like a, you know a lockup period on yourself because when you're that influential, you shouldn't be allowed to just, you know, take it from by using your influence. So what I would say is, and I'm not sure, like I said, I don't even know if Spruce Point has talked if they've covered it. You know, we don't know that. I'm just saying if they have, I don't think that should be allowed.
1: For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts. yeah all right
3: uh so that's just course, my opinion a lot of people are gonna get pissed off
1: but... it's it, it's uh everyone someone's always gonna be pissed off a lot of people are, are underwater in this one and i'm sorry if that's you um
3: I, I, and i but... feel bad that's what i feel bad about the yeah we're think... coming in on these hot social media stocks and chasing them up and you know maybe they're doing this on the side and they're like oh everybody's talking about this stock and it's going to go up a lot, a lot higher everybody's talking about it when everybody is talking about the stock it's usually more indicative of a top than a buying opportunity. So like when my, I used to go and my barber, you know, you go get your hair cut and your barber's talking about this hot stock tip that he heard, those usually are contrarian indicators. If you're hearing about your hot stock from your barber is a lot of times, and you see the chart of the thing and it's straight up like that. A lot of times that's the last person to have bought. The other no, thing is like
1: whether or not you agree with the, the reasoning behind, I, the I think it was
3: Carisdale. Sorry, sorry, we said Bruce. Oh, sorry, I it was Carisdale yesterday. Okay. So Apologies. we gotta apologize.
1: Apologies. Uh, and the other thing is like whether you agree or not with the long thesis or the short thesis is almost irrelevant. Um, all that really matters is the price and your tolerance for risk, right? It's how much pain can you take. If you can take all this pain,
3: then okay, great. If you can't, then that's on you to know that right we've got a great question coming from the chat too from laurie jones she says dennis how is this different from gs and jp morgan when they upgrade and downgrade stocks the analysts move prices michael Pactor from Wedbush is not allowed to own the stocks that he covers not allowed wetbush doesn't allow that so he cannot profit from his own opinion that's the difference so he can come out with an opinion and he will move price, but he cannot profit from that opinion. And most of the analysts are the same way, that the analysts are not allowed to own the stocks that they're covering, that they're talking about. So I think that's, you know, the, the, the big difference is that they're, it's not like, you know, all of a sudden GS upgrades a stock and now we're all going to sell the stock. I mean, you know, and, and you know, and the analysts the are and everybody's gonna make. Yeah, money.
4: yeah, there's mixed results on those. I I think what they're alluding to, uh, Dennis Moore is not so much the individual analyst, right? But maybe clients of the firm, you know, that's but a lot of a lot of these uh a lot of these big funds, I mean, they file these analysts and they make moves, you know, based on their recommendations along sure like some of their own their own research. So you just have to. I mean, as far as that, I mean, wh- whether that goes on or not, you just have to interpret the price action, and you can see what happens. Like, and a great example, like Nike. I mean, that you know, it it needed a catalyst, right? It put three or four lows in the same area, right? You had an up market, and it just it just got to just the, the tedious little bit of catalyst, right? And it had a really good day. It's one of the best days it had since pre-earning. So, you know, don't worry about who's doing this and who's doing that. And Worry about <clears> what you're doing. Yeah, what you're doing. Figure yeah. it out. Like if you would, you know, if you've been, uh, if you recognize four or five lows in the same area, you know, you're leaning on the low of the move. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Wedbush comes out and, you know, use it to your advantage. And that, that had a nice move yesterday. It almost filled the gap from where it opened it got up to 151 I mean there was no I had at, there was no level or anything for for me or whoever had it to sell it at 151 but use, use these kind of things to your advantage instead of instead of complaining about them but uh now Nike you know down a buck 31 if you're all right so you're looking at it it got pumped on you know yesterday hey if you really want to own Nike here you went, what, you had a seven-point move, right? Boom, you know, uh, not quite, six-point move. This is coming right back, 147.5, 148, you know? Wow, you missed it, but now the market's giving you an opportunity. So just a quick, just wanted to use Nike as an example where, you know, these you'll know, use them to your advantage instead of, you know, complaining about it.
1: All right, let's move on. Let's talk uh, Constellation Brands for a second here, STZ. Wow, we haven't talked other...
4: about that in a long time.
1: No, we have not. You're right. Uh, anyway, there are EPS out this morning. They missed a little bit. Two dollars thirty eight cents versus a two dollars seventy seven cent estimate. Sales did beat though three two point three seven versus two point three billion dollars. So mixed report uh beat on the top line
4: and miss on the bottom one. Um what is the uh I'm just curious, what's um the one that just got whacked and kept getting whacked? Samuel Adams?
3: Yeah, Sam.
1: Yeah, though, Sam. And it what, has what's not even
3: come back. As S-A-M. A, S-A-M. has S-A-M. not come back a sh- <clears throat> even. It is right at the lows, jaw. This has been a story. And, and we've talked about the craft breweries, eating the majors, lunches to a certain extent. But this is also squeeze on a lot of things. And again, you know, has Sam come down enough that, you know, eventually it starts to make sense? Maybe. Um, you know, I like tap maybe better. Uh, but, you know, you look at Constellation Brands. I mean, Jack Daniels isn't going away. So you know, this is a stock that's held up fairly well. Are some of these margins going to get squeezed? Um, you know, is there inflationary? Did they talk any inflationary concerns? I'm not sure. You know, and and if there if there is those issues, there constellation brands. I guess nobody's anybody's read the report.
4: This has been in a trading range for a long time. I'm just gonna go to the monthlies here. And it's it's near the bottom of the trading range. Uh not quite at the bottom. So you know, look at it that way. What was the low? The low from uh going back uh two oh seven thirty-five. You're five, six points away from that. Uh the current low for the month is ten fifty-nine. So it it's been in the trading range, it's just Let's see how long it hangs out at the bottom of the trading range. If it, I was looking at this from like a day trading perspective, like even if you want to buy it on strength, got three highs at the 216 area. It takes that out and holds 216. I think you got some room on the upside and you're opening in. Yeah, you're opening into a couple lows at 10, 10, well, not quite yet, 1046, 10 and a half. A lot of, a lot of lows in the 210 handle.
3: Do we have I mean, a guest?
4: No guest today. No, no guest. I was
3: gonna say we're a little bit late for our guests. I was just looking at the time. Time flies. No guest.
4: Our guest is Spencer.
1: Yes, exactly right, Joel. Exactly right. Um. Hey, what else was on the list here? There's a couple. Baba. Of Baba. Yeah. Baba's the next hey, uh, thing
3: I see on that. Nice yeah, I I, I, I
1: saw this headline. Charlie Munger. Um, I guess, through through a firm that he controls, uh, Daily Journal, which which t- the ticker there is DJCL. Through that firm, they, they've increased their Alibaba stake by 82% since July. They've bought 136,000, almost 137,000. I thought you
4: said Icon.
1: I'm sorry. No, no. Munger. Did I say Icon? I meant Munger. I'm sorry. Munger.
3: Um, He's a value guy. Yeah. Cheap. I mean, has, if you think Alibaba is not going to continue to be impacted by the China Communist Party, then, you know, that stock is dirt cheap. Yep. I don't know. I have that unknown, which is why I don't add to the position. I still have the small position Alibaba. I kind of want to try it. I said this earlier on the show. I kind of want to try it for a long here, leaning on the low of the move. Again, whenever I enter a trade, first thing I look at is where am I getting out if I'm wrong? So three bucks, the the low of the move is 138.43. So if I think the low of the move could be in, which it had a nice day yesterday, wanted to rally. Um, It was a good tape yesterday. It's selling off in a bad tape here today. So kind of going with the overall market. I kind of like the trade. I like the setup. Again, you know, if the stock takes out that low though, I got to get out. This would be the the trade portion of it, not the long-term investment. So if I was trying it for a trade here, buying at 141.64 here right now, which is the offer, I'd stop myself out under 138.43.
4: A lot of red. i love to see. I mean, let's get it. Let's get a green monthly candle here, too. It's
3: so oversold. It kind of wanted to go green yesterday. And then the market started rolling. It was having a really good day, actually. And then the market started rolling over late afternoon and it just kind of hung out. But it held on to those gains. Not bad. I mean, I don't know. It's so oversold. It makes me want to buy it. But that's the contrary to me. Right. I'm probably wrong.
4: Wow, uh if you're looking for it if you're doing a short term trade on this one, you know, you got caught up yesterday at 3843. Uh you're hoping that's going to hold. Wow, this this wow, this is just oh, well, let's go to the daily here. What was yesterday's high? 4383 if you want to target on the upside. Uh but we're holding last month's low, so that's good. Maybe maybe get a green candle in order to get a green candle October. I know we're early. Uh, we got to close quite a bit higher than this. Uh, that would be 148 is where we're buying. Bad month. That's a bad month. Yeah, closed last month at 148.05. Let's get a green candle out of Bob before we get too excited. The Bobster.
1: And speaking of uh, analyst ratings and upgrades and downgrades, I thought the Goldman downgrades to a couple airlines this morning was interesting. They downgraded uh, JetBlue and Southwest, I believe, uh, were the two that I saw. I'm not saying there's not more, uh, but those are the two that I saw. Oh, no, it was American. American and JetBlue. American got downgraded to sell. JetBlue yeah. got downgraded to neutral at Goldman Sachs.
3: I mean, they're selling a little bit of the rallies. They have had. They have rallied a little bit from the lows. They're up 15% here. American Airlines cases is up almost 20% here in the last three weeks. So they're using that, and they're looking at the 22 resistance and saying that, covid isn't going away anytime soon um you know and i actually i shouldn't i shouldn't say what they're saying because i didn't read the note but that's what i'm thinking on and it's like well i I still don't kind of want to own airlines for some reason i don't believe the business travelers coming back and you know you do have a reopening trade that is going to happen here though so i don't want to be short the airlines either i think i'm more neutral on them
4: uh just giving along the lows of the pre-market uh we did get down to 20 2055. ah man got a little gap to fill here 2030 where, where's the gap that i'm looking at uh the top of that range uh we're filling that gap that you had it was a really teeny one uh boy in the kind of in the middle of nowhere uh, but you had that nice move from 18 and a half to 22, maybe you come back into this $20 area. But if, it, watch out, you know, on days like this, because if, you know, if, like you say, oh, Goldman's going to be out there buying today or their clients are going to be buying, you'll find out off the open. You know, you get that that opening print, and then you'll turn off that perhaps in low. But really, I, I've i just been real real neutral on the airlines, and this stock is in the middle of nowhere. How's the Jet ETF looking at? J-E-T-S, JETS, JETS, JETS.
3: Uh, we come back, we've we've, we've yeah. come up quite a bit. We've had a little reopening trade here. It's actually been performing fairly that well. That looks better than uh,
4: American Airlines, yeah. Yeah, well, some stocks lot, like
3: LUV have really come up. So I I don't I'm, I'm torn on them. They've had a pretty good run, though. Like, it's not like you're buying at the bottom here, but I guess no. if you're liking the relative strength. I get it. Next ticker time, what are we? Ticker yeah, time. let's do
1: some ticker time. Drop some tickers in the chat for us. Uh, Noah says, looking Marriott M A R. Okay, that's
3: been what? a crazy run. Can you that's believe a this? Really hold on? Nice up, like run. this. The stock's almost at all time highs. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. I'm you
5: guys, play. watch Money Mitch.
3: Well, okay, tell me why Marriott's at all-time highs. It's
5: because it just started changing. Look at Hilton. Look at Hilton. It led. Why are all these Why though? at we, all-time We want to know why. So what happened here was an adjustment period between what was really going to happen from the reopening trade, right? There was a big lift in the summer. So they're expecting to get good earnings. A lot of people are expecting to see good earnings come out of these. And the next thing is at this point, you're seeing even Airbnb do well, VAC do well, um, which are their longer terms, their, their Airbnb. And I think at this point, hotels have already gotten back to normal business, at least hotels, airlines are going to still struggle. Completely, hotels have adjusted, and they're they've been doing well. I I mean, and there's a
3: reopening trade for hotels. But what I've you know been concerned about is the Airbnb. I mean, we had you know a lot of these hotels, and and if you go back, maybe this isn't the best example. But if you do go back to twenty, wow, we got to go way back. I guess they were all near highs really before the COVID thing started. I don't know. I just. I, I, I don't want to be tired of it, yeah. hotels at all-time highs. I'm, 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 I'm sorry. I, I'm just not in.
1: Uh, hey, hey I, I was supposed to go
3: to a hotel this weekend. That's
1: not be... <laughs> I went true, to some hotels. I'm not story. against
3: hotels at this point in time. I think, you know, they, they've, they've gotten better with obviously dealing with COVID, and we do have a reopening trade there, but. I, I just think like, you know, a lot of the reopening stocks are still significantly off their all time highs. And why are the hotels just
4: forgiven? Completely? I think maybe what they, they did during the to adjust the COVID, they probably just cut a lot of expenses, is what I'm thinking. And you know, so if you cut your expenses, I know when uh, we stayed in a hotel in Philly, uh the you know, the hotel was fairly busy, but uh they, they didn't have uh daily, you know, rooms so and maid service coming in. So you know, if you if you cut your expenses significantly, then you don't have to make as much money. Marriott's traded down a couple bucks today. I know someone asked about it in the chat. Uh, traded. Well, the all time high, you really want to see a bust above 159.98. That's the all time high that was back in February. Uh, but I would just keep an eye on the closes up here. I know it's down two bucks. You had a close, closed off the low. You took out yesterday's low. And I just see this, I see three closes in a 155 handle. So let's take the close from yesterday, get back above 155.44. That kind of splits two lows. I feel better if it like, made a close over 156 and then made a challenge to higher the high move. I think the longer it hangs out here, maybe you get some profit taking, but you can't argue with that chart. I mean, hotel, you know, it's bad. I usually like
3: buying stocks at all time highs as trades. I just can't it yeah. because of hotels. Last, I like Airbnb. We know I've liked Airbnb for a while. I think Airbnb on a pullback is a buy. Look at WH. Wyndham hotels oh i i, I was supposed
1: high. wait i was supposed to go to a Wyndham this weekend true story Look at that chart we, where were you going cedar Thanks. point i've never been to cedar point and we booked a trip to go this weekend and that's cedar not gonna Point's
3: happen it's fun what? if you like oh. roller coasters i get nauseous but
4: i i wouldn't know
3: <laughs> i wouldn't know fun <laughs> I best sticker symbol ever
4: fun that's that's been a nice comeback too but not all-time highs no exactly no i know i mean all-time high on fun
3: is 72 dollars. it's 45 so i i just don't know why the hotels are at all time i get the reopening trade i just think it's like if you're coming in there and saying wow this is a great reopening trade gonna happen i'm gonna buy hotels it's already happened that trade's happened it's been a great it was a great and it's held on a lot better maybe they continue to go higher maybe we're all just gonna do hotels you know, but I just think there's competition coming there, too. And I like Airbnb. I'd rather own Airbnb than a hotel. Even right, though valuation's kind of nuts.
4: Someone asked about car. Doesn't stop. That before. was the best
3: thing for them. The hurts bankruptcy.
4: Yeah. Yep. Car uh, does not
3: stop. I watch Avis Budget and I scratch my head all the time. Props to Steve Grasso on Fast Money, who's been calling this for the last year. Steve, you listening? Wow. What a call, man. I mean, he was talking about this at thirty dollars, one hundred twenty-six. So I don't know if he's still in it, but holy mackerel! Look at the I don't mark. Know if anybody on this one. saw this? Happen. Wow!
4: Big day yesterday.
3: It just goes up. It just goes up.
4: Wow! Maybe- Eventually,
3: these you know, this is like buying nosebleed rocket ships. Like I can't chase them here, but I tell you, if you're in there, just trail your stops up. That's an, uh, it's a hell of an, a hell of an uptrend.
4: Yeah, it is uh, closed right near its high yesterday, too, 28.78. So I don't even know if there's a seller. Big update yesterday. I mean, the market was good, but that blew it away on a percentage basis. So that's the only number you got, 128.87. And how's, what's Hertz stock now? H-T-Z-F-K-Y uh, or something like that? Uh, I don't
3: know, <laughs> It's too many letters. I don't know. When Hertz went bankrupt, and uh, including us, we all thought, okay, well, Carr is you know going to have some trouble here, too. That it was not the case.
1: It's HTCGQ. HTZGQ.
3: ht too many symbols. Once they are over four symbols, I don't GQ. even look at them ever.
1: I bet you
4: it's higher. Uh, you said Henry, Tom, Zebra.
3: Next.
5: You looking yeah, for right. Hertz? Yeah. Yeah. HTZZ.
1: Oh, there's more know. than one? Oh, there's more than one. Okay. I'm sorry. You're right. H T. That, that's correct, too. HTZZ. Okay, got
5: right. you I so i, look at I think this is a perfect example of what dennis just mentioned when you have a major competitor that all of a sudden just gets wiped out that's gonna superly affect a company that was competing hand in hand and now gets a major lift because it's the it's the leader it's like let's say if android disappeared what do you but, think but would happen to Apple?
3: though Hertz stock yeah. got wiped out and it's over, but they're, they're still operating. Yeah, they're still around. So, which oh, I don't totally understand why, you know, that would be, that. I totally agree with you, Mitch, in the case where you get a company that's just gone and ceases to exist, but Hertz is still operating. So I don't, point, I, right? I think the car started as a massive short squeeze. And to be honest with you, I don't even know if it ever ended. <laughs> I mean, anybody who was like, okay, what's well, 40. It's not going to 50. That's 128. I mean, this might, you know, I don't know what the short interest. Let's go look at the short interest in car. I've this is the first time I've been looking at it. But hey,
4: I'm gonna hop here. It's nine o'clock. Time flies. Are you having fun? Spencer, go. are you gonna do the uh at the close show? Are you gonna see how you feel?
1: Um we yeah, I should be good, Joel. I should be okay. good. Okay. Uh, okay, we're, all
4: we're right. Home. Feel better. Yeah. I'm gonna hop. We missed a lot of symbols here. I'm gonna hop over to pre 20%.
3: I have twenty. Okay. I have twenty percent. So there has been a significant short squeeze here. Shorts just got annihilated on this.
1: Yep. All right. Uh, yeah. It's nine o'clock. We made it through the day with me being very technologically limited. So thanks to Mitch, thanks to Dennis and Joel for carrying us. I mean, not that they don't care us most days. Thanks to all of you in our chat. Um, yeah. The plan is I'll still be here in the mornings and in the afternoons doing stuff. Uh, just gotta get some more tech. Uh, that's my biggest issue right now. But, uh, yeah, thanks for bearing with us this morning, everyone. We appreciate it. I appreciate it. And uh, Dennis uh, is gone, so it's just me now. Uh, I'm going to hop off the stream here, and the wives trading will start in about, I don't know, five, ten minutes, somewhere in that window. Uh, I will not be on, uh, but it'll, it'll be Mitch, it'll be Ryan, it'll be Zunade, and they'll be rolling with you guys. Um, and that's the plan. So, Mitch, I will see you. I'll be watching you. But I won't be seeing you on the stream. So, well, good luck before
5: today. you go,
1: Spencer, yep.
5: yep, I heard there could be an
1: an event that I can learn some cannabis. Oh, you must be referring to that graphic at the bottom of the screen. There, what? yes, it's been up there the entire time. I should probably mention that the Cannabis Capital Conference, which I uh, may or may not be at now, uh, is next week. It's next Thursday and Friday. Bzcannabis.com. We're talk- We've got executives from like. 15, uh, 20 of the top publicly traded cannabis companies. Uh, Trulieve, uh Cresco, to name a couple. Go to bzcannabis.com to learn more, but uh, this is one of our, this is, I mean, always one of our better events. Because, Without a doubt. Yeah, uh, we've been doing cannabis events now for like five years, four or five years, and uh, they're they're always really good. So and if you're there's... interested in the space at all, Cannot recommend it enough. It'll be a hybrid event in person and a virtual. So there's that. I
5: think it's very important right now, especially to learn about your cannabis companies before we get deregulation in the federal level. Of course, this is what I'm looking forward towards in 2022. We don't know if this is going to happen. Also banking being talked right now. Um, So it's a very important time in the industry. I would definitely say check it out.
1: And you guys know that I am long and strong. I, I've been long. True Leaf, Cresco, cure Leaf, and Green Thumb uh, now for for a while. For a little while. Uh, so this is a space that I am personally interested in. Uh, so very, very excited for next week. Uh, and, and, and I hope I can make it. Uh, we'll, we'll know more in a couple days. But uh, anyway, that'll be a wrap, guys. Uh, drop me a like. Can I get some sympathy likes? Can we get some sympathy likes? Come on. Wow. I, I, I feel like I feel like I at least at least deserve that. Uh, all right. I'm going to end the stream here, and live trading will start in a few. Everyone have a great day. Good luck at the open.
0: Did you know nearly all stock price changes of 10% or more result from a single news headline? That's right. News headlines have a unique ability to drive stock prices up or down. These news catalysts create trading opportunities every day.